What is up? NBA Top Shot, NFL All Day, UFC Strike, and soon, MLB Candy Community. It is your boy, Kai Glinsick with Around the Dapper Sports Pod. And we're going to switch it up today. Oh, oh yeah. You know how I always say, we got a ton to catch up on. Now, well, today I'm going to try to switch it up. Yep. Okay, that's fine. But... Yeah, and then we can play later. Sorry, that is my neighbor. He listens uh, in the... How do I even say this to my new guys? He listens through the wall. Because there's two closets in my apartment complex. He listens through the wall. Listen back to the other podcast if you don't don't get it. You might not. But welcome to Around the Dapper Sports Pod. And yeah, we're going to switch things up today. We're going to talk a little bit of UFC Strike. We're going to talk the market. We're going to talk NBA Top Shot. Quickly go over the NBA standings and what's happening there with the MVP race. And then we'll take a quick look at NFL All Day. But we're going to try to go this, go through this a little faster. And now, I know some of you are like, you say this every time, guy. <laughs> yes, I do say this every time. But today I mean it because I am going to be starting a new format. Yeah! Going to try to start this next week. We are, what I've noticed is too, as I listen back to some of these, is it's like, all right, we need to change the format a little bit of the podcast, and we also need to be, you know, making episodes at different times so I don't have to jam-pack them all into one. Um, I kind of started doing that in the beginning, but, you know, you live, you learn, you make mistakes, you keep going, but it doesn't matter. I am just glad you are here. Thank you, as always, for listening to around the dapper sports pod and yeah again remember coming up this next week i'm going to be talking to you guys about mlb candy might even drop a little bit of information on this pod you'll see make make it through the whole pod and uh what was that nope nope not gonna do that this episode we're gonna try to keep well you're gonna have to get rid of it yourself just gonna say yeah he's trying to sell shoelaces right now and he thinks that i can promote them on my pod and i'm just not gonna do it because they're 25 dollars a piece and the shoelaces are made out of, yeah, how can you hear me when I'm whispering? Goat's hair. And where is he getting goats? I don't know. But let's start out with the UFC strike. Let's get into it. Welcome to the jab where we cover UFC strike. And actually in this one, guys, I'm not even lying, we do have a lot to cover. And let's start with the Series 1 drop from this past week. We had two packs dropping. One was the Elite Package, $250, and the other one was a Standard Drop for $50. And that took place on two days, the 22nd and the 24th. And the big news about this pack was we got four big fighters that were making their debuts. So we had the notorious Conor McGregor, his knockout of Marcus Brimage with a barrage of powerful punches. That moment came out and its count was 1,500. Uh, It was a challenger moment. And right now in the marketplace, that one is going for at least 440. We also had Anderson the Spider Silva defending his middleweight title with an epic front kick knockout of the legend Vidor Belfort. That mint was printed at 99, a champion moment, and that right now is going for a low of $2,300. And then we had Khabib, the Eagle, uh, finished Thiago Tavares in the first round with a clean left upper 
cut in a massive elbow to the ground to win his third straight UFC victory. That's a contender moment. A little higher of a mint count there. 1200 or I'm sorry, 12,000. The the price of that one right now for a low is going at $44. And then we had Juliana the Venezuelan Vixen Peña claimed the championship belt after submitting Amanda Nunez by a rear naked choke in one of the biggest upsets in UFC history. That was a champion moment. That was minted at 99. That right now is going for a low of $800. So, a great drop. Now, some people had a little problem with this drop last week because there was some marketplace woes. There was some uh, Q woes. And I think it made the UFC strike uh, community a little irked because they had been doing so well with those types of things. And so, yeah, the market was down, I believe, right after the pack dropped. But they did get it up and going. They have, you know, been selling moments. It's all been good since then. But then again, the Q part of it, which has been smooth sailing for UFC strike. It just didn't uh, go as well this drop. I know a lot of people were getting error messages when they were trying to get moments, at least one of the days. So not so smooth on that part. But here's something that was pretty cool. We had another airdrop from UFC Strike. Now, check again. These should be coming out. They said when this came out on Wednesday or Thursday that these would be coming out uh, by the end of this week. So check it out. You're getting airdrops of packs if you own 15 moments of the Contender Series 0. You get one pack. If you have a full set of the Contenders Series, you are going to be getting two packs again that's series zero and for every series zero champion moment you have you will get three packs standard so yeah if you have multiple champion moments held you're going to be getting a lot of packs um because it wasn't just like one championship holder uh moment you actually would be getting three packs for how many ever you hold. So great, great start there for UFC Strike, rewarding people for holding moments. And that was great, in my opinion, just getting more airdrops into that community. In a community right now that I feel like is a little underwhelmed with some of these things. And one of the reasons I do believe there is some mix-ups and, and, and some harsh feelings going on in UFC Strike right now is during the last UFC fight night, we actually saw a lot of advertising for UFC Panini moments. Now, I guess they're not moments, they're NFTs. But you saw it kind of drip over into some other people that were live in the Discord or were on Reddit. They talked about how they didn't like seeing UFC Panini um, NFTs that are dropping later, I believe in a couple months or next month, how those were getting so much advertisement during fight night last Friday. So. A lot of people were like, hey, I mean, if Panini is going to be sitting here and they're going to be going all out with advertisement, like, what are we doing? What are we doing here? And I don't blame them, actually. I think that's one thing that I have been harping on with Dapper is their inability to try to go after advertising. They've been very hesitant. Now, when it comes to NBA Top Shot, we've seen a little more. We've seen a little more in NFL All Day. But maybe it is because UFC is a little bit of different space, a little different sport. Um, and maybe, you know, Panini has just been sitting on 
maybe they just had advertising for one. But people said, you know, they saw commercials and all of that, which made some people be like, okay, this pack drop, and you, you, you've seen this in NBA Top Shot, you've seen this in NFL All Day, people were saying in these spaces, you know what, I, I think I'm out. Now, we don't know if they're really out. But one thing I have noticed is don't underestimate these Panini NFTs. Now, I haven't been covering them. If you want to find uh, somebody who does a great job of covering those, uh, shout out to my man at Crypto Ballers. I had a chance to talk to him. Crypto Ballers, if you're listening, I'm going to be responding to you. Uh, he has a great podcast. He's been doing it for a year and change. I actually listened to him when I was trying to get ideas of starting a pod. So if don't leave me. Don't leave me for Crypto Ballers. Come on, guys. Boston has everything. He's from Boston. They have the Celtics. They have the Patriots. Give Minnesota the best. I'm kidding. Check out both of us, obviously. But um, he actually does cover a lot of the Panini Space NFTs. Check it out. I'm not even counting out that I won't be in the future because I have seen a lot of people talk about how they like them. Um, the only thing with Panini is I don't know what is happening with Panini in other sports. Now, UFC, they probably are fine. But when it comes to the other NFTs with UFC, I don't know how long they're... Um, lease is going to be going with all these other sports like the nba and the nfl because i do know that fanatics has been slowly chopping away and buying up other companies like tops um and i'm not quite sure right now if they did buy out panini but i know they have bought the rights to some of these other sports um i believe especially with the nba and the nfl but double check that uh, and that's the only thing i would say otherwise go crazy over there with the panini market but i would also say they're not video moments now some people will be like i don't care but to me i'm more into like the video component of dapper labs um you know i think that's kind of the cool part you don't see any movement really on their nfts so basically it's just like a virtual baseball card but if you're into the flipping that might just be fine for you just check it out now i'm not sitting here and saying ufc strike is dead even though i'm sure a lot of people well, I hope nobody's dead in UFC strike. No one's dead. Hold on. No one's dead, dude. You're fine. You're fine. No, you don't need to call the cops. Sorry about that. But no. Okay, sorry. Neighbor. But you will find maybe what you like on Panini FTs. I think it's probably cool if you just look at both. Um, go check out how things are selling over there. I know a lot of people like it because in the NFT space in Panini, you can actually get a card for the NFT you get. But again, they're both just still images. They're not going to be moments. You're not going to have announcers in the background and all of that good stuff. So I would say just check it out. I wouldn't say leave UFC strike either. I'm not. I'm still going to be here when you get back. But just go check it out. I think it's good to look at other products to compare. And actually, guys, what I'm starting to learn about this whole space is criticism is good. Now, don't be talking about people's mamas or telling them that, you know, we're going to beat you up after in, in Vancouver, Dap Labs. No, don't do any of that stuff. But one part about all of this is that I like is that I'm starting to realize on my pod, I'm going to be more of a critic, I think. Not because I just want to be that guy, because I do see that there's a voice out there that's not always being heard. And it's new users. It's people that are kind of in the middle. So, I mean, if you have a lot of money, you know, and you can, you know, wait longer, I think that's great. But I also want to, you know, speak out for people that have their money probably in something that they want to do. But because sometimes things don't get, you know, posted right away or things get met right away, 
it kind of makes them have a bad experience in these type of markets. And I think like these NFT markets should be open to everyone and everyone should be respected in these markets. Whales and people like me who are goldfish. And yes, I am a goldfish. You should see me swim. I can barely swim. And I grew up in the land of 10,000 lakes. But that's all I'm saying. And I'm not hating on any whales or I'm hating on anybody else. I just want everyone to be satisfied in this community. So in future pods, I've been thinking about this over the week. I'm going to be a little more critical. I'm going to be speaking out a little bit more things. Now, not like I am Rush Limbaugh, right? What's going on over here? I don't know if that sounds, but if I had some paper, I'd crinkle it up. But I do think that it is okay to be critical of these products. Why? In my personal opinion, you're waiting for a lot of these products to get going. Your voice should matter. And when there's not much going on in the land of utility, the voice is all you have. Now, again, that walks a fine line, but you guys should be able to do that. Today, I think this pod's a lot more serious. I don't know why, but I think maybe it's what's going on in Kai's, Kai's world right now. Uh, I don't know why, but I, I just think that that's important for the community to have. Because if you go into some places, they're like, we can never, ever be mean to these NFT companies. And it's like, well, no, we don't have to be mean, but we can be critical because we care about the product. I actually get worried when there's less criticalness in some of these things. I think sometimes like the, the critical uh, aspect of these NFTs is what pushes them to do better but teach their own. All right, so now that we were off that tangent, uh, again, go check out the UFC Paninis if you would like to, and then let's get back to UFC Strike. The market did see an increase in unique buys during each drop day. Again, a lot of those people, though, it looks like, you know, I don't know, but like they didn't stay because they dropped very much the next day off in unique buyers. And overall, when it comes to this whole market, we haven't seen a lot more growth than we saw from you know the beginning uh, i'm sorry the end of february in that 22nd range to march right now so it's been very slow we've seen transactions go up during pack days and you know money being spent like that but we haven't seen a huge growth i think that's there and i think ufc strike is going to be the pot the the pod no i'm the pod is going to be the nft in dapper that is going to take the most time doesn't mean it's bad doesn't mean you shouldn't be you know looking around in in other spots just means i do perceive this one to be the one that's going to take the most time when it comes to the leaders with the biggest accounts you guys already know right do i even have to say the name it's green grove girl she still leads in ufc strike she's gone up about four thousand dollars in moments at sixty four thousand dollars and the person in second is way in second they have like twenty two thousand dollars in moments so it's still green grove girl and if you're out there green grove girl no we don't love well we love everyone but not well yeah okay sorry that's my neighbor i need to get a new closet if you guys have an available closet out there that you're not using and you're in the minnesota area let me know i'm not leaving don't worry okay so green grove girl still in the lead with that now let's recap this last week ufc fight night we had some good fights heavyweight alexander volkov 34 and 10 fought tom espanol who actually won in submission in the first round alexander volkov by many was the leader going into that fight he was the projected winner but a good fight from tom and he got a submission in the first round 
featherweight fight, we had Arnold Allen, 18 and one. He got a first round knockout over Dan Hookie, who was 21 and 12 going into that fight. And then in our lightweight, we had Patty Pimblet. Patty Pimblet. Sorry, uh, you probably saw it on SportsCenter. That guy looks like a Patty. And if I said it to him, he'd probably knock me out right now. But that man looks like a Patty. Go check it out if you don't know who that looks like. But Patty Pimlet, 18-3, winning over Rodrigo Vargas, 12-5 in a round one submission. That was a really good fight. There's a really cool story also that goes with Patty Pimlet if you take a look. I think I'm actually getting pretty good at these names, right? I'm gonna, I'm, get, I'm getting caught up with this UFC knowledge. Like, I even looked the night of this fight. I don't always get to watch him. But if you guys don't have a chance to do all of this, that's what I'm here for. I just want to update you. This weekend, we also have a big fight night event coming as well. It starts at 6 p.m. on Saturday. So today, if you're listening to this pod when it's coming out Saturday morning, we have welterweight Matt Brown, 25 and 18, taking on Brian Barbiana, 16 and 8. Then we have the woman flyweight co-main event, Joanne Wood, 15 and 7, taking on Alexa Grasso, who is 13 and 3. And then heavyweight main event, Curtis Blades, 15 and 3, taking on Chris Dalquez, who is 12 and 4. Remember, next week. Um, yeah, coming up, I think the week, next week or the week after coming up here, big fight, UFC 273, so keep an eye out for that. I am sure we'll have drops surrounding those fights as well in the UFC strike community. So we got it all taken care of. UFC strike, the jab. Kai, you got to keep going. You got to give it, deliver it faster. And we will. Next up, the market. Oh, yeah. Uh, whoa. Welcome to the marketplace, and here we go. So, NBA Top Shot, let's start there. Saw the market jump up a bit from last weekend when the news from Roham dropped. If you missed any of that news, check out my last pod that dropped last Saturday, Sunday, I believe, one of the two. Man, I was up late last week. Um, I know that my account personally went from, you know, being down to looking like it had in the weeks prior, um, you know, like a month prior to that. And, you know, I took that as a positive sign. And I, I think it was a positive sign. You know, um, we still have yet to see unique buyers enter into NBA Top Shot. And that's something that we're still going to need to address going further into NBA Top Shot in the future. Um, but right now, just to see that market kind of creep back up there and stay at this level is a good thing. Now, it's only been one week, but staying positive with what Roham said and all the changes and um, you know things they want to implement with NBA Top Shot, it was a good sign to see the market bounce back. I know for me, I went out and bought a whole new set, um, the Games Recognized Game set, and I've never you know, purchased that one before, so now I got the gift and Game Recognized Game. Hey, I'm gonna shout out to Top Shot. Reward the gift, please. No, I, I've always had that shot, uh, that that set actually though. So it's not like I just added it. I got it from the airdrops. Um, but yeah, so let's take a look at the top gainers this week when it comes to sets. We had 
as aforementioned, game recognized game. It was up 34% to $375. That is a set just containing seven moments. Then we had the Holo MMXX set that is 60 moments, and that is up 34% as well. Then NBA All Star Classics, 12 players you need for that set are 12 moments. That one is up 32% and metallic silver FE. 48 moments for that one. That set is up 30% and then throwdowns. Um, that is 51 uh, moments and that was up 22% as well. Obviously throwdowns probably raising because of the throwdowns three set that we had um, earlier this week on Thursday. So sets that have gone down the most. 2021 NBA final set. That one is down 3% conference semifinal set. That is a 10 moment set S1. That is down uh, close to 3%. Then we had run it back. That is down 2.72%. The first round S1 rares. That one is down uh, 2.5%. And then the holo icon set down about 2% as well. So what I take away from that is a great great look for NBA Top Shot seeing that moments didn't falter through this last week at all. Um, if any, they all kind of seem to you know lower around the same uh, pace or the same percentage. And then you saw moments rise substantially. Now, there's a little bit of a reason that the game recognized game uh, moments rose, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. But yeah, overall, a great, great week to see from NBA Top Shot. A good sign um, after the Roham Conference. And again, if you missed anything from the Roham Conference, check out my last pod. We break it down in that episode. Now, as we take a look at NFL all day over the past week, I don't know if it really did, but it did kind of seem like some of that positive news from NBA Top Shot and the way they approached things for you know team set holders they were talking about and set holders. I think it might have just kind of played off positively for NFL all day because the market steadily um, increased over this past week. And that was a very nice sight. I mean, yes, we've had free agency signings. We've had moves. You know, we had Deshaun Watson to Cleveland. Um, we had all of that kind of stuff, which may have played a role, but I don't think it played an extensive role in the market rising. So we saw these sets climb over the past week. The divisional round up 46%. That is a 24 piece or moment set, uh, reaching around 13 thousand dollars super wild card weekend that set is also up 40 percent that is a 29 moment set thirty one thousand dollars that one is looking in the trenches is up 40 percent that is a 16 piece moment set that is around two thousand six hundred and eighty dollars and then up 39 percent is a four piece moment set at $793, that is Game Changers, the S1 rare set. Now, when I take a look at some of those sets that have gone down, it is ones like the Conference Championship. Uh, that's a common set. That is a 14-moment set, and that one is down 20% to around $4,500. Base set, that is 149 moments that have been released with uh, a common set. Uh, description that one is down 3.43 percent at around twenty two hundred dollars move the chains that's a 23 piece set that one is down 3.2 
and that is going for $562. The Super Bowl, uh, the first Super Bowl legendary set, that is down 1.3%. And then I don't even get a fifth one because there isn't any that have gone up. Then I would be moving on to like Ball Hawk, which is up um, substantially in the last seven days at around 9%. So very good news there when it comes to the market. And it also comes in a week where we didn't have much from NFL all day. Um, and we had some new challenges from NBA Top Shot, you know, some pack drops, and we'll talk all about that coming up. But good news in the marketplace overall. Pardon me. What kind of Starburst did you just say? Berries. Berries? Berries and what else? And cream. Oh! Oh! Berries and cream. Berries and cream. I'm a little lad who does berries and cream. So now we're going full court press on NBA Top Shot. And again, we're going to be breaking it down a little differently coming up on these next pods. I was like splitting it into like two parts. And I'm like, no, I don't have to cover some of this stuff. So I can move some of them out and then leave room for more pods in the week. So makes sense, even though now I'm explaining this and I'm taking a long time. But Cheers, mate. Here we are at the full court press of NBA Top Shot. This is where I'm going to break down what challenges maybe you need to know about and some other topics in NBA Top Shot. So let's get started. We had the Throwdown Packs released this past week to great success. I felt like a lot of people in NBA Top Shot really liked how the Throwdown S3 packs were released. The queues seemed to run really well. And people said, you know, there weren't any, you know, delays or pauses with any of the packs. And I think for the most part, people kind of started to realize, oh yeah, you know, I've been saying this for a long time. There is no sense of waiting for a pack that when you get that pack, you are going to be dissatisfied opening. I think, you know, it's different than cards. When you go into cards, you get that and you can rip it right away. But when you're waiting for a pack that you're not even gonna like later, that doesn't make sense. Now they will still have those packs, but it's better to do this, you know, wait for a pack and not like it, or just miss out and move on with your day and maybe buy it off the marketplace. So props to NBA Top Shot this week with the Throwdown S3 series um, pack drop. Now they do right now have a Throwdown challenge out. It is for a Russell Westbrook Throwdown moment go check it out on nba top shot and now currently uh if you're listening this weekend we have some other challenges out so we have a john morant uh silver fe that is up for grabs for a challenge and here's what you need to do now for the rookie one you will not be getting obviously the john morant uh silver fe now there is a legendary challenge with this too it's just the cheat code so if you have a legendary john morant you're just gonna get the jaw morant silver fe moment but for rookies you must create a challenge entry with 10 moments you must have moments from top 10 top five i'm sorry players and combined points rebounds and assists in a single game from nba games played between friday march 25th and sunday you will also need one additional moment from the following sets metallic silver fe fresh threads hustle and show series three game recognized game and rising stars series three if a player does not have a top shot moment you will need the player with the six most combined points rebound and assists 
so on. Looking at tiebreakers, I'm not gonna break it all down here, but go check it out on NBA Top Shots Challenges. They have the rule for tiebreakers. For the veteran challenge, you will create a challenge entry. You will need series one or series two moments from each player that scores 28 or more points in a single game in the NBA play games this weekend. You will also need a series one or series two moment from every player that has seven or more assists and six or more rebounds in a single game over the course of this weekend. If a player does not have any series one or series two moments, you can use a series three moment of that player. Lastly, if any player meets or exceeds all of John Morant's season averages in a single game with at least 28 points, seven assists, and six rebounds, you will need a rare or legendary moment from any series from that player. So if that player does not have a rare or legendary moment, you will need their top shot debut. Additionally, if a player does this twice, you will need two rare or legendary moments from any series for that player. If a player does not have a top shot moment, you will not need that player. So what I'm gonna tell you right there is make it simpler NBA top shot. Now, some people will say, well, that was simple, but there are better ways, in my opinion, of wording all of that. Yes, I am reading verbatim off of NBA Top Shots, uh, you know, challenge board, but there was a reason this time I did that. It's because I'm going to be a little critical. That is not the clearest. Now, I'm not saying it's super difficult, but for somebody who's just getting into NBA Top Shot, I would be a little confused. Now there's communities that ask, but some people do not know that. Not gonna throw up, you know, my dukes or anything, not trying to, you know, fight, you know, Rohammer or something like this, but I am gonna say, hey, like, let's just tone down the wording a little bit, right? Everybody always says, hey Kai, when, when you're getting a little peeved, you like to talk a little higher in your voice. And maybe I do, maybe I do, maybe, maybe I do that sometimes. But, you know, whatever. Again, there is another challenge, though, that we have uh, this weekend, Hero Ball Challenge, and that is for a rare Series 2 pack. Create a challenge entry with 14 moments. You must have a rare legendary moment from the top five players in combined points, rebounds, assists, and a single game from the games played this weekend. If a player does not have any rare or legendary moments, you can use their top shot debut. You must have three moments from Metallic Gold LE Series 3, three moments from the 2022 All-Star Game, and three moments from Throwdown Series 3. Again, if a player does not have a top shot moment, you will need the player with the six most combined points, rebounds, assists, and so on. So, those challenges finish up Monday, uh, the following Monday from when this pod drops. Take a look at those on NBA Top Shot. Now, a couple other things happened this uh, week, and maybe some of you don't know, maybe some of you still need to look in your Top Shot portfolio, but Top Shot dropped a Kaminga in a Bones airdrop, Rising Star, which was super cool. I, I thought this was great. No, like people thought Rising Stars was done, but if you recall, the Roham did talk about some moments being airdropped to finish off the Rising Stars set in the following weeks. And what you got there was your Bones Highland um, Rising Stars moment and your Kaminga Rising Stars moment. 
Well, if you are thinking maybe, hey, maybe I got the Bowens Highland moment. Well, if you're a collector with a complete Rising Stars S3 set, Seeing Stars S2 set, Rim Shakers S3 set, Rising Stars S2 set, a collector with 20 moments from the 2022 All-Star Game from S3, complete 2021 all-star game set a complete metallic silver fe set a rookie debut s1 set a complete nba all-star classic set and complete summer of 21 set you are getting a moment followed by the top 950 collectors of the denver nuggets team leaderboard which is super cool which a lot of people like that you're finally starting to see that integration that we've been waiting for for okay when is being on the on the leaderboard for these moments when is that coming and so we've had it that's our first one very cool with uh, top shot looking at the leaderboard and rewarding players and uh, not players obviously maybe there's some players but the people in the community who are holding a ton of moments that's good for me in my timberwolves one because i know i'm in the top so if you are wondering who got the Rising Stars Jonathan Kaminga moment, that was airdropped to pretty much the same set, to be honest with you. Rising Stars S3 set, Seeing Stars S2 set, Rim Shakers S3, Rising Stars S2, and yeah, basically the same. The only difference is if you are in the top 1,350 collectors on the Golden State Warriors team leaderboard, then you are also receiving these moments. Now, some people asked, hey, if I have multiple of these, do I get multiple moments? And the answer is yes. You will be getting multiple uh, packs dropped to you for how many ever one of these sets that you have complete. So, in my opinion, very cool. Very, very cool. When we break down to the news side of NBA Top Shot this week, there was something leaked, actually, this week. And it was pretty cool. It happened last night. And I was on Twitter and I actually saw it pop up like right away on the Nine Lives Lounge. Yeah, the Nine Lives Lounge was dropping this news. And, and what it was was somebody had gone into the sets of NBA Top Shot. And I believe instead of being the KD uh, set of game recognized game, it was somebody else. And do you know who that was? It was Clay Thompson. Now, a lot of people were asking, why did my Clay Thompson go up through the roof this week? Why did Clay, why did my moments of Clay Thompson go up? And that is probably all because of that moment captured or that set being captured on NBA Top Shots page. Now, it hasn't really circulated, I don't think, a lot. I think some people may think it's fake um, or, or whatnot, but there are a lot of credible people in the Top Shot community, members of the Nine Lives community that are like hey we saw that on there and now it has been changed so just a heads up in the coming weeks take a look for that you know what a great way maybe to end the season before the playoffs maybe we're getting this real soon so that's also why we saw earlier this week the game recognized game set go through the roof which is awesome uh it's probably something that yeah, i'm not i don't know for sure but you will be rewarded for holding that I'm not sure and I don't fully remember what was used with the KD moments that were out before Game Recognizes Game, so I can't really correlate why we're seeing the Clay Thompson moments you know, boost so high, but there has to be something there. I know a lot of people are on that stuff, or it's just people doing some speculation. So keep a lookout for all of that in the coming weeks. I know we got one more regular drop before the playoffs start. 
That is what was said by NBA Top Shot. But overall, NBA Top Shot, great week they had this week. And you know what? Not a lot of news. Not a ton to be dropped out this week. And that's why this episode can also be shorter. But also, I'll be on the lookout for more things coming from NBA Top Shot in the future. So now let's break down the NBA League itself. We're oh so close to the NBA playoffs. I cannot wait until they get started. It's a wonderful time of the year when that gets going. And let's check it out. So the Heat are on a three-game losing streak in the Eastern Conference, and the Bucks are only .5 games behind the Miami Heat. They sit at 47 and 27. The Bucks a half game behind them, followed by the 76ers, who are now just one game behind the Heat as well. So it's getting very close. And guess what? The Boston Celtics, who were in the play-in in the beginning of, I would say, January, and now have moved up on a five-game winning streak, 9-1 and one in their last 10, and sit at 46-28, and 28, just one game back of the Miami Heat, who are in some turmoil. I don't know if you saw, but go look on YouTube or Twitter and see what Butler got into some heat with uh, his coach, just forgetting the name right now, and Udonis Haslam. Go check that out. As a Timberwolves fan, I've been like, hey, kind of is a little aggressive as a teammate. Steps over the line as the stories have come out in Minnesota and Chicago. Um, always kind of having some problems. I think Jimmy Butler's a great player. I really do. But I do know that sometimes he can be a problem in the locker room. But let's move on. The fifth seed in the Eastern Conference right now would be the Bulls who are still struggling, three and seven in their last 10, losers of two straight. They are 42 and 31, four and a half games back from that number one seed, followed by the Cleveland Cavaliers, 41 and 32 in the last place before we get into the play-in game. They are now, just as right now actually, are tied now with the Raptors, who are the seventh seed. So a fight to get out of that play-in tournament and into the top six seeds in the NBA is underway right now. Uh, so yeah, the Raptors right behind them at seven. They are seven and three in the last ten, followed by the Nets, who are going to have Kyrie Irving playing in the playoff games. Now, that will change depending on if they get past this play-in. They're right now in the eighth seed, but it will change too if their opponent is ever the Toronto Raptors. So think about that. If they have a play-on game, play-in game, Kyrie has now been okayed, and other athletes have been okayed to play without vaccination in New York. But when you go to Canada and play in Toronto, that is not the case. So you still won't see Kyrie if they do have that play-in game in right now would be Toronto. So the Nets in that eighth seed, 38 and 35, then followed by the Hornets, who are seven and three and have playing playing a lot better. They are 38 and 36, nine games back of that number one seed. But they are, you know, about three and a half games behind the sixth seed. Then we look at the Hawks, who are 37 and 37. They fill out that 10th seed. And then we're gonna go to the Knicks. They're 32 and 42, five games behind the Hawks. The Wizards are five and a half games behind the Hawks as well. But it's getting a little late. Now the Knicks have one, two in a row, but they really can't afford to lose any more game. And the Hawks would have to lose a couple. And we'll see. I think they're out, but that's just my thought, you know? I'm not gonna say that right now, but I'm pretty sure that when you get to some of these points, players are like, eh, we really want to make the playoffs at this point in the franchises as well. 
When we look at the Western Conference, we have the Suns 60 and 14. They are winners of seven straight and just got news tonight that Chris Paul will be returning in their next game. They are still very in control at 60 and 14, followed by the Grizzlies who are nine games back behind them in that two spot and eight and two in their last 10. They also have clinched a playoff spot for sure and a play not in the play-in for sure as well. Followed by the Warriors, 48 and 26. They are 12 games behind the Suns, three behind the Grizzlies. Then it's the Jazz, who are three games behind the Warriors at 45 and 29. Then it's the Mavericks, who are losers tonight versus the Timberwolves. They are 45 and 29. Then it's the Nuggets in that sixth seed, that one that me and my Minnesota Timberwolves fans want at 43 and 31. Then we look at the play-in. Uh, the Timberwolves, again, a half game behind the Nuggets after winning tonight. They are in that seventh spot. Then it's the Clippers at 36 and 38. Rumor has it there, and they are losers of four straight, but Rumor does have it. They're almost pretty much, you know, we're getting closer and closer as they're pretty much in. Rumor does have it that Paul George and Norman Powell may be back. Like, it's getting more and more certain that they are looking to be back or going to try to go in that play-in game uh, because it doesn't look like they will be reaching any other seed besides the play-in. So they are in eighth at 36 and 38, followed by the Pelicans at 9, 31 and 42, and then the Lakers, who are 3 and 7 in their last 10 at 31 and 42. Now, the Lakers are only two games up on the Spurs at 29 and 44, and then only three and a half games, or I'm sorry, four and a half games up on the Trailblazers at 27 and 45. When we took a look at points per game, it's a miracle, but in his 19th season, it's still LeBron James at 30 points per game, followed by Joel Embiid, 29.8, and Giannis Akatempo followed at 29.7. At rebounds right now, still Rudy Gobert, full one rebound up on Nikola Jokic at 14.5, Jokic there, 13.5, and Sabonis at 12.1. Assists per game, 10.7 for Chris Paul, James Harden at 10.2, and Trey Young at 9.5. Then three-point percentage is still our man, Luke Kennard at 45%, Cameron Johnson at 44.8, and Desmond Bain at 42.6. Jaron Jackson leading in blocks with 2.3, followed by Robert Williams at 2.2. And still, as always, Deontay Murray leading in steals with the Spurs. Now, when it comes to the MVP race right now, it is a battle. But in my opinion, a lot of people are saying Jokic, but as his team struggles and it's not his fault, so you got to understand, is it his fault really where they are? Because he's still carrying this team full of, like, the seventh men on the bench type players. But the more struggles they go through, I think the more and more we're going to start to see, hey, it might just depend on where these teams end up in the end. Now, Giannis has had a great year. I think, personally, he's probably going to be the MVP. But I know there's people out there right now that are thinking Joel, and, uh, Joel Embiid. All three of these guys are very close. Now, personally, I'm going to put... I'm not going to look at the teams. I would still put Nikola Jokic third. I know that sounds wrong. But because of things that have happened in the past, I'm kind of being bitter. The teams that I've liked in other uh, ways where they weren't boosted because of just being in the playoffs I'm gonna say standings do matter in some way now it's not their fault that Denver's hurt but that's just to me the way the cookie crumbles so I right now see Giannis in the lead and especially if he gets that one seed but if Embiid gets that one seed maybe I I'm looking that way you know Embiid's had a, a difficult year with new players coming in and out but right now I think it's Embiid and if I was looking at a fourth guy 
I'm probably going to go with, uh, I think this is a pretty much favorite with Tatum. He's just been great after the All-Star break. He's been carrying the Celtics. I mean, the Celtics are playing great as a team in general. But Tatum, uh, I really think he's in that four spot, but I don't think he'll end up being MVP. So now that we've taken a look at the NBA, let's move on to the NFL. So there is not much going on in NFL all day. There's been a lot of moves in the NFL. One, Tyreek Hill, now no longer a Kansas City Chief. He's in Miami. Um, they've also boosted their line in Miami. That should be great to see how Tua performs with all of those weapons now with Jalen Waddell and Tyreek uh, Hill, which is great um, for Miami fans. But obviously, Kansas City is like, hey, we need to reload this. And people are like, hey, Kai, you said you were talking about NFL all day. I am. But there hasn't been a lot in NFL all day this week. We had some things, but basically there was no pack drop this week, so you haven't missed anything. We did see, again, the floor rise. Um, we did get a tweet from NFL All Day, though, and it goes something like this. We said, we know you're eager to hear what's coming up on NFL All Day. The team is hard at work on content that we think you'll love. We have more details on the offseason next week, including plans for Series 1 content from Weeks 1 through 12 and historic content from the NFL Archive. So, something like uh, Run It Back, but for the NFL. And if you know, if you think you know what year uh, you'd like to see of like a throwback set for NFL all day, let me know at NFL, or I'm sorry, at Around Dapper Sports Pod on Twitter, Around Dapper Sports on Instagram or follow me on TikTok around Dapper Sports on TikTok or send me an email. Uh, I've actually gotten a couple emails, which is crazy to think, but I finally looked in there and I was like, oh my God, I got some. And if you are waiting for any DMs, I will be getting back to you. This has actually been a crazy week for me. I've been trying to kind of see what I want to do uh, with these episodes. So today I was like, I'm going to make this one a little faster and then I'm going to kind of break them up as we move forward in the upcoming weeks. But Good news for NFL All Day fans. I personally liked that we had a little break in NFL All Day. I thought too many Mormons were out and maybe they're going too fast, especially with the postponement of NFL All Day all week that happened last week. We did see some of this thing where NFL All Day is kind of like pumping some moments where they're like, hey, Russell, you know, Wilson's last moment as a Seahawk. Hey, uh, <clears throat> let's say Tyreek Hill's last moment as a Kansas City Chief. To me, doesn't really matter. And I was asking around, they're like, no, not really, and, and it doesn't, even in the card industry, like last card of somebody being um, in their you know uniform or, or the last card made from you know Brett Favre in Green Bay, doesn't hold much value. So we did see that, and personally, I wish NFL all day wouldn't post anything like that. I don't know, that's just me. Um, I know I've seen some users be like, yeah, it kind of seems like they're trying to like just pump things. Uh, I don't know if it's that, but there's other ways they can, you know, get us excited about buying some of these moments instead of kind of leading people down some path. Now, they're not saying buy these moments, but hey, if you want it, and it's like, to me, it kind of implies. But either way, it was nice to have a break kind of this week with NFL All Day because it was crazy free agency. Uh, but we did see one really cool thing. Demarius Bird of Chicago interacted like the week before he had said, hey, fans, if you hold my moments, special prizes and people were like oh it seems like he's kind of pumping his moments or you know, talking himself up for this upcoming season but actually he followed through this week and Demarius Bird said today on Friday he was like hey fans who own my moment we're gonna do some signed gear giveaways so 
he drew some, I believe, cereals, I'm guessing, out. Um, I wasn't in the Discord for that, but he did give away some signed autograph material, and then he took 15 people who hold his moments, and he had like a little like private chat with them in the Discord. So 15 people got to have a little chat with Demarius Bird, and then signed gear. Perfect. I think that is exactly what not only the NFL all day community wants, but I think it is especially also what the NBA Top Shot community is. A lot of these pro sports kind of, you know, people that are in this, I love that kind of stuff. So props, props for them getting players in here. I know Cameron um, Jordan said something kind of similar about this in the beginning of NFL all day. So keep watching. Look at your NFL Twitter. I think that's going to be a big thing coming up is just having players and following them and seeing, hey, I'm going to hop in NFL all day right now. And maybe that's the way that the NFL is going to do it. And if so, I really enjoy that kind of thing where you might just have to follow a whole bunch of players to know if the player that you hold is doing something on NFL all day. Because it wasn't, you know, it was tweeted out like 20 minutes after uh, Demarius Bird sent that out. So it's pretty cool. Great job by NFL all day. But other than that, a quiet week in NFL day with the market rising um, steadily and nothing else really but more coming classic moments more packs went through you know more packs drops in weeks 1 through 12 but I know one thing I know about the NFL is it never stops even when you think it is there'll be more news especially in NFL all day um, and we'll be here to cover it real quick before we get out of here today just going to take a look at some of the top free agents still left remaining. Javani Clowney still out there. Edge rusher. Odell Beckham still out there. Stefan Gilmore. Tyrion Matthew. Honey Badger. I'm so bad at pronouncing his name. Bobby Wagner still out there. Trey Flowers. JC Treader. Julio Jones. And Melvin Ingram. And hey, if anybody wants to take a swing at the best wide receiver, second best wide receiver left, that would be Antonio Brown at 34. Um, so there you go. That's going to break down my NFL and NFL all-day coverage. Wanted to make this one short today. Wanted to kind of not rush it, but give you what you guys needed. I'm going to ask, did you like it? Yeah, you like. I was serious today, wasn't I? Yeah, I'll try to be more goofy next time. But yeah, wanted to get this one out because you guys deserve it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for following. And yes, I will be a little more chill in these upcoming pods. But this week, wanted to get this one out because I'm going to be starting a new format coming up with the pods. But keep supporting me at around the dapper sports pod you guys have a chill relaxed weekend i hope you strike gold with some of these challenges going out and some of the packs you can open but follow me twitter around the dapper sports pod instagram around dapper sports tiktok around dapper sports and yeah keep supporting the show i am thankful for all of you that do hit me up in my dms i'll probably throw you a moment back i've been doing that to people this week as well but don't worry. I'm going to be back. I'm going to be goofy. I'm going to be wasting time sometimes. Don't worry. I'm just really hot in this closet today. <laughs> All right. And shout out. If you guys haven't uh, uh, checked this out either, I'm just going to real quickly. NFT Teach. That's a new pod that's out there teaching people about NFTs uh, by Dr. Jeremy. of I believe it's like Aspen uh, NFTs. Check him out on Twitter. And also check out that pod. A smart community is a great community. I just think that really helps everybody out there. And again, take a look at Crypto Ballers, another good podcast that's out there. But I'm out. I'm getting out of this closet. I'm going to have some egos. I'll talk to you guys in the coming days. Have a good weekend. From Kai Glintzik and Around the Dapper Sports Pod, peace. <laughs>